Each episode is focusing on a different stage of the brand and hopefully I'm bringing some awareness to different challenges or maybe areas that you might not have contemplated but that could do with some awareness being brought to them. And of course, maybe none of this is for you and that's okay too. The three episodes are covering three different stages. The first episode covers those moving from just coming into business to the first million dollars. The second episode is for those who have reached the one million, maybe two million level, and everything was going really beautifully. I call this the diamond reset because it, they had a diamond. It was shiny and amazing and everything in, in the business was going so well until it all started collapsing. And I go into some potential reasons why that might be happening along with some other challenges going on at that level. And then finally in the third episode, which is today, now this episode here it's for those who are moving towards the 10 figure and beyond the 10 figure and it's going to be applicable to those making multiple eight figures this is dedicated to the individual individual what am i saying individuation of your brand so although I'm talking about figures, I'm using the figures more as a a marker that it's not necessarily about the figures, it's more about the level of responsibility, the where you are in your journey, the receiving, the energy output, the all of the different things and different stages. I've just put a monetary valuable value to aid a little bit in the different stages that I can see. So we go into this third stage, which is really about individuation of the brand. The first stage was that building phase where you probably came into that spiritual awakening and maybe it'd be a number of years ago, depending on how quickly you got to the ten figures, ten figures, uh, eight figures. And it was very much in that, you know, ideas and uh, trying things out, lots of failure, lots of uh, testing, moving through the spiritual awakening into that second phase where everything was finally going amazing. Lots of money was coming in, lots of success was coming in. You're helping lots of people, but then it suddenly started collapsing and nothing started everything stopped working that was working perfectly fine before and so in episode two that's what I'm going to uh, be talking about there but then you go past that and you figure out that you actually needed to build the foundation and so you probably went back and started building a really strong foundation where no matter what 
chaos or turmoil is going on in the external, your foundation can't be rocked. And that, along with something else I'll talk about, took you to that 10, 10 million and above figure. The other aspect of it, of why that eight-figure brand became possible and moving beyond the eight figures is because of a an emotional core stability that was achieved, the ability not to be triggered, to hold your energy in the face of challenge, to not have attachment, to not um, not really having too many addictions. All of these different things contributing to why the success in the business has been happening. And so at this moment, you're probably in that flow state of everything is moving, the business is growing, um, incredible things are happening. And yet there's still something to talk about. What I really want to talk about today is this individuation of the business. Um, it's about having an exit strategy, even if you don't plan on exiting. And one of the most important things I'll be talking about are these very deep, deep energetics that you might feel some resistance to. You might go, that's not me, I'm super successful, and it's just not something that I'm I'm going through. Yet from the outside, I see this happening quite a lot. So what this is really about is the internal boundary system. And how this tends to present itself is as much success as there's been on the outside. As strong as the boundaries have been, as high as high as the standards have been, as high as the self worth has been, all of these things, really at a, a you know good level, there's this deep deep boundary, which is still um, not where it should be. And as I say, how this shows up is in the sense of responsibility for others, responsibility for your partner, for your family, for your extended family, for your your audience. Um, this responsibility where you stand at the centre of your brand and you hold it all up yourself. And you might have a team helping, but that team you also tend to feel responsible for. In some cases, I've witnessed that the founder will will feel responsible for motivating and inspiring the team rather than the other way around, rather than having got in specialists who are there to motivate and inspire you within their own genius of what they're capable of. And so there's these aspects. The other aspect I see at this level is bringing in a partner to the business and creating an enmeshment, a lack of individuation, and ultimately 
this codependency, which of course feels right at the time. It feels good. Everything's going well. It's a potentially a feeling of like, this, this makes sense. All of this money's coming in. You've got this skill. You come in and just be part of this. And yet it knocks out the masculine feminine balance, potentially. And there can be a lot of resistance to this. You might be saying, no, we've got that, you know, the inner union of the internal masculine feminines going well, the external uh, reflection of that in the relationship is going well. And all of these things. So I feel at this level there can be a lot of resistance to what I'm going to say uh, because there is so much success that that success can often mask some other stuff that's going on that potentially one might not want to see and it'll be glossed over. But I wanted to bring it to the attention because maybe someone is there thinking, you know what? I think I see that. I feel that. And if I can shift it, then I can move out of bondage and into freedom. Because ultimately, at this level, a lot of bondage can be created within a spiritual brand. And what what is the point if there's no freedom? The spiritual awakening is all about freedom. It's all about individuating that there's no codependency, and the codependency is also prevalent in the in the brand as well. Is there a codependency on the brand that you need it and it needs you? Can the brand exist without you? Can you exist without the brand? So these aspects I'll look at today. We'll talk about the energetics, the spiritual aspect, the strategy, and the emotional part of it too. And I wanted to bring in the exit strategy as well. And having a business that has that masculine structure that is so strong that in your feminine you can take a year off, you can take two years off, you can take five years off. The brand will still be so strong without you. And that's, to me, a successful business. One that is not in that space of codependency. Now, of course, there might be this uh, comeback of, well, it's a personal brand, so I have to be, I'm the face of it. It's all about me. And I think that's where an error lies that building a business solely around your own personality your own your own movement through the spiritual awakening can present problems and potentially it could present an imploding of the business or it could present an imploding of oneself so i'm going to look at all of these things and as i say that because there's a lot of success at this level, there might be a lot of resistance to seeing what's underneath, what lies beneath. And I hope there can be a listening, a deepening into listening, 
as to whether you can hear any truth. And maybe there's no truth in this for you. Maybe there is. Let's dive in. We talk about individuating the brand. And the first part of it is this exit strategy. I've given the example of to be magnetic in another episode as a brand that is very individuated. The founder doesn't need to be involved. She can be. She doesn't have to be. I know that over time she's taken what seems to be like years off at a time, really invisible to the brand, and yet the brand kept growing, kept getting stronger, kept getting bigger, that the other members of the team were able to take such a lead that they could, if they want to lead the brand, which they, they do at points, they will do the podcast or they will uh, take take um you know be the face in some aspects of it and so you see that this brand there's an exit strategy it's not it can be extricated from the founder and still grow to a hundred million dollar brand and beyond so we look at this and we see that a lot of it comes down to often vanity. Vanity of, well, this brand's got to be about me. It's got to be about my personality, about my lifestyle. And that's where that codependency comes in of now you can't separate yourself from the brand. Now all the people that you're responsible for rely on you to show up. And maybe you can take a little bit of time off it. You're, you're going to have to keep going back into the business. You're going to have to keep showing up. And now you're, think of the word, you're, you're in bondage to it. You can't just do what you want. You can't just go, I'm going off on holiday or, you know, like an extended year-long break. If you go and have a baby, is that going to cause an issue in the brand? Can it grow without you? There's so, going to be so many reasons over the course of your life as to why you would want to have some time off from the, the business or why you might not want to be in the business anymore. Yet you don't want to throw this business away. You want it there as, a, as an investment, as a um, something that provides you with all of the, the the resources and money that you want without you needing to be part of it. And then you can go off and go, oh, I've got a, a brand new idea that I want to work on or I, I, wanna, I just want to do something else. Because as humans, that's what we want to do. We want to have, explore. We want to try different things. And I see the, the mental, cha- mental health challenge in this group. I see the the pressure i see the the body issues the putting on of weight the fertility issues the again as i say the mental health challenges come through they can be seen and so it doesn't matter how how much of a front is put on 
of this very successful brand, very successful person. What is going on behind the scenes? Is there this feeling of proving oneself? If I can take care of everybody. It reminds me of somebody who they they liked taking care of everyone. They were the purse string. They had the money. And everyone had to go to them if they wanted something. And the person got a lot of satisfaction from this. In a way, it was their their way of not of not losing people. Because while they had the purse strings, they were able to keep control of the family or keep control of whoever they were helping support. And so there's that deeper issue to look at. And as I say, these are going to be at this level some very challenging things to look at, look at on deeper reflection. And it might be uncomfortable. It might be that a lot of that success is hiding which you might not want to see. And as I say, there might be nothing to see at all. But I'm just putting this out there in case. So we want this exit strategy. Or we want at least this ability to move away from the business if so needed. But the exit exit strategy seems to be like a must for me, where you can really sell the business for a huge amount of money and the business can go on to really be something truly global and big without you. It doesn't rely on you. And I see that as an individuated brand. So the other aspect of it is this masculine container, this masculine container that allows for the growth of the brand while allowing the feminine within you to explore and play and relax when you need and rest when you need. I've seen examples of when women have a baby in their brand and they have to keep showing up. They have to do a launch the week after they're given birth. They have to go on holiday, which is really just a promotional thing for social media. They have to take the baby where it might look to the outside world and be like, oh my God, this looks amazing. You take your baby on these long haul flights and stuff. And yet, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that time when a baby's first born, I just don't think, again, this is so personal. I just don't think, especially with the first baby, that you want to be traveling. You, know, you just want to be cozy at home with your baby and just not worrying about the business whatsoever. So that's so important, I think, in creating that individuated brand. The other aspect to look deeper into is this this frequency of narcissism. Again, it's going to be so difficult to look at that aspect of how much do you like the attention? How much do you like the energy coming onto you? 
What happens if the energy's not there? What happens if there's no sense of vein? There's no energy coming to you. What happens then? Do you have to keep chasing the energy? Do you have to keep chasing the attention? Sort of like a A-list celebrity. How would it feel for them not to be famous anymore? Of course, there are those who reject the fame. But there are those who can't give it up because it feels so good to them. And that's another consideration at this level. As you continue moving deeper and deeper into the journey, are you going deeper and deeper into a form of narcissism of needing the energy? And if you so wanted, could you be without the attention? Could you be in obscurity? Because again, I see that in an individuated brand that it doesn't tend to be about them. They can be the face. They can bring a lot of energy. But the, the focus is going on to the collective. The brand is there for the collective. And you can feel it. You can feel that there's no vanity or narcissism within the founder. They're able to let it go. They're able to show up. They're able to do a number of things. But there isn't this need for the attention. I think that's really important because it's that feeling of this, you know, and you make a lot of money and it's never enough. The 10 million wasn't enough. The 20 million wasn't enough. The 50 wasn't enough. The 100 million wasn't enough. It never never filled that hole. I heard Paris Hilton speaking about that in her documentary where she needs to get to a billion before she'll feel whole, before she'll feel safe. And yet when she gets to the billion, it'll need to be two billion. It'll never end. And that's such an important factor to take in because it can get masked. It can be like, okay, if I get to this level or that level, and sometimes it's given another reason why. It's given an altruistic reason why you might want to get to the next level or make even more money. It might be, well, I want to show the community what can be done. Or, um, I don't know, it could be, it could be anything. But if you're honest with yourself, is there this feeling that it's not enough? That when you get to this place, then it'll be enough. And that's going into that deep spiritual reflection of what is enough. And so as you reflect on that, you also reflect on the attention side of it. And if it's a personal brand where you are the full focus of it, that everybody's energy is on you and nobody else, is that that way? Is that what your, your goal is? And if it is the goal, is it, you know, it really needs a lot of contemplation? Because without that contemplation, there can be that risk of mental health issues, depression, um, all of the 
OCD or anything that comes with um, these types of not enoughness. And it's so funny because, of, you know, you've got to the stage where there's so much. There's so much of everything. And yet there's still something missing. There's still this feeling that won't go away. There's still this emptiness. So there's that aspect of it. There's, as I say, the, the deep boundary of taking responsibility where you don't need to take responsibility where the team can be fully responsible. You can just go and do whatever it is you want and you have no attachment to the brand. You have no codependency on it. So I think that's important to contemplate. The other aspect is the bringing partner in. As the partner comes in, look at it deeply. I touched on this briefly in this episode. To really go into that deep reflection of what does it mean to bring my partner into my business where I'm in charge, where he's not in in that pure masculine purpose of his own. And there might again be that covering up of no we know what we're doing, this is happy, blah, 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 and all of that. And I can see that. I can see I can see how that can happen of bringing in the partner and it's seeming like a really good idea. But there's this enmeshment, codependency, it's this it's this deep entanglement that doesn't allow for individuation of the self and then it doesn't allow for individuation of the business. And especially in the first years, it can feel amazing. But what happens down the line when there does need to be a separation Maybe not within the relationship, but maybe in some other way. Maybe there does need to be this individuation. What happens then? Everything's so enmeshed. And so there's that potential for extreme suffering. If there was to be this split, there can can be the suffering going on as well. So these are some of the things that potentially won't you won't want to look at but if you're truthful with yourself if you are lying there and I thinking what is the truth here how do I really feel how how is this presenting within my mental health within my spiritual journey within my emotional core stability within everything to do with your own individuation. How is this all showing up for you? Because on the surface, what is presented is a really good relationship. It's all divine. It's all 
he does this for me, I do this for him, or I receive and he does whatever it is, there's often a facade going on in order to present the brand as something. And so it's that honesty with oneself of the enmeshment of energies. And again, it could be if there is this deep boundary issue, you know, boundaries at the surface level, all strong, high standards, great, uh, self-worth at a surface level, amazing. It all is on the surface level, perfect. But we're going really, really deep. As deep as you can go, what is really going on in the depth within? And as you're getting into this level of brand and business and success, that reflection gets deeper, gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And now the surface level is no longer enough. So within that boundary, the really deep, deep boundary of this possible need to control others by controlling the money, might also be the same thing going on in the relationship of this need to control for a deep-rooted fear of abandonment. That if they're completely enmeshed in the business, they can't leave. Maybe you won't want to see that, and maybe it's not your story. But what if it is? What if that is what's happening? That it's a deep-rooted fear of abandonment. If I just get this person to be so enmeshed in my business, and I get everybody in the family, and extended family and team, to be enmeshed with me. No one can ever leave me. And if I get all of the audience fully focused on me and only me, that I get that, I get that attention that makes me feel that I'm part of something, that I'm not alone. And so these deeper issues start to seep out in a way. They won't be obvious, but for someone listening, you might hear that truth. You might feel it. And in that awareness, want to do something about it. Because holding that much control, that much fear to enmesh someone so much to have that codependency within the relationship within the business within the family within the audience we want to really look at that and to move into the next part of the spiritual awakening and start to let that go start to feel the freedom start to feel potentially not needing that codependency because that codependency will always lead to problems if it's not leading to problems already 
And so these are just some of the things to look at. How they might show up, as I mentioned, is in weight gain, getting sick, fertility issues, probably a whole host of other things. That's something to take a look at. So let's see what else we've got here. The final thing I'll ask you to contemplate in this section. And I've been speaking deliberately slowly in order to bring it more into the space of a meditation, to move into the feminine aspect of you, coming out of the logical masculine mind, and just to feel, feel into what I'm saying, feel into the meditation of it, feel if there's a truth for it, truth in it for you or not, but if there's a truth in it to, to acknowledge that awareness of that truth. And this is another aspect that I'll bring in, is the magician, the shadow of the magician. Having an incredible amount of success, bringing in vast, vast amounts of money, can often lead to Taking one more into the shadow, more into vanity, more into narcissism, more into wanting more, and how that can show up in reflection of the brand can move you into the shadow of the magician, which is to intoxicate your audience, intoxicate them to buy what you have to sell, intoxicate them into your energy, intoxicate them into an illusion. Perhaps it's the illusion of ease. Perhaps it's the illusion of something that most people can't have. And to have that integrity and that discernment, because at the level of truth, you can feel when you're pulling people in and it's more for your benefit than their benefit. And as soon as you see that, it's easy enough to shift. But I think if it's there, if the shadow of the magician and using intoxication to accumulate more and more and more, the true self knows that that's what's happening. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to to sell the illusion. And so that's where you get into that truth-telling. Truth-telling to yourself of the piece of integrity, the what it is people get from from your brand, whether they whether they're getting what, what it is they think they're getting. All of these are such important reflections at this level because the more and more energy that comes into your field, the more potential there is for implosion, mental health challenges, spiritual challenges, emotional challenges. And so this part of it, 
just moving into the individuation of the brand, the individuation of oneself, is to look at that truth in order to come into wholeness, to not be enmeshed with anybody else, to allow others to support themselves, to grow themselves, to fail themselves. That's an important aspect. Again, I see a lot of families where the mother will will pay for everything for the children, the grown children, and ultimately it's not for their benefit because they get a little bit lazy. They don't challenge themselves. They they become victimy, not in a bad way, but the the money's always there. It's available. They just need to ask, and the parent will give it to them because they like the control. And yet, it's does it's of no service to the family. And I've seen this so close up. It's been such a it's been such a deep insight into how being of that generosity to others in the family can lead to the downfall of the family, that they don't actually achieve what they were meant to achieve. They they stay as perpetual children and they don't get a chance to individuate because they haven't had to move through the challenge of life. They haven't had to hit rock bottoms. They haven't had to do all of this, all of these things that help one individuate and come into wholeness. David Hawkins says something really fascinating, which is in a similar frequency to this, is that if you live with an addict, it's really important to allow the addict to hit rock bottom without any help. And of course, we want to help. We want to give. We don't want to see someone we love hit rock bottom. And yet, when we when we help them, we hold them at a state of suffering because they have to hit rock bottom. All of the energy that they need to project back upwards into uh, where they need to be is held in that space of the rock bottom. Hold keeping them above the rock bottom really creates a lot of suffering for them. And so this is where you've got to step away and go, you need to hit rock bottom and you need to sort this out for yourself. You need to individuate. You need to find your way through this. And it's very difficult to do that if you love somebody. So I see this the same as when there's that, I will support everybody in the family, um, including the partner, that it disempowers them. And ultimately, resentment builds up. It might build up quickly. It might build up over time. It might build up over 25 years. But the resentment comes. So those are some aspects to think about in terms of individuating. Where I, There's a lot of um, deep contemplative reflection needed here which I sense has some pain in it, 
but the the beauty and the good news and the the joy and the, the high frequency part of this is that if your brand is individuated, you have freedom. If you think how light that feels, think how light it feels not to be responsible for everybody and that you're taken care of, that your team take care of you, that everybody takes care of you and you get to really be in the space of freedom, not in bondage to your brand, not in bondage to all the people you're supporting and providing jobs for and, you know, providing jobs for that bring in incomes to support their families. You know, what you do and what your business has created is something special. It's something that is helping so many people. So it's not a case of not helping. It's or not giving. It's just this very, very nuanced reflection on why things are being done in the way they're being done. And could it have a negative impact on you in the future or now? Or have you individuated your brand and yourself that you're fully protected, that you're free, that you don't have all of this responsibility on your shoulders? I remember hearing about Sophia Marusso talking about her nasty girl. I think it was that brand. And how she had to be the CEO. That just wasn't her skill set. And she was having to go in and get the standard up of the employees because they're never going to care as much, especially when they haven't got that, given that responsibility and self, um, what's the word, I can't think, but where they're, they're part of it rather than, oh, I'm the CEO and you're all working for me and that sort of thing, where they have bought in to showing up as their best selves. Anyway, she was the CEO, she was having to go and get people to do their jobs properly. She was having to go and get very high-level executives to actually do a, do the job. And ultimately, that wasn't, that wasn't for her. That, that position wasn't for her. She should never have done it. I think the the company went into bankruptcy. So that's because she took on responsibility when she didn't need to. She could have still been the face of the brand, but allow, allow it to breathe, allow it to exist without you. And so those are the contemplations to think about and to understand that an individuation individuated brand is about a brand that brings you you personally all the freedom that you want and in your freedom everyone else is free just like in a relationship 
when you are free and you're not codependent, you're not enmeshed with your partner, your partner's free too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. See you soon.